Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salcedo with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open Podcast. We'll be discussing Randy Orton signing to the Blue Brand. What does this mean for his feud with the Bloodline? Plus, Logan Paul announces a U.S. title contender tournament. We'll break it all down, and we'll talk about the heel development of Santos Escobar. You won't want to miss it. Let's get into Friday Night SmackDown last night because on, it was actually go. a really good show. Uh, it was actually one of my favorite SmackDowns in a while. I thought that they gave us so freaking much. But the main thing that I want to kick things off with is Randy Orton signing over with the blue brand and he's going to be over on SmackDown. Basically, we had this bidding war between Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce. They were both offering him great stuff, but at the end of the day, he's trying to get revenge on the bloodline. It didn't help matters at all that Solo Sokoa and Jimmy attacked Randy Orton on SmackDown last night, and he had some help from LA Knight, which was kind of fun, but this all led to Randy signing with SmackDown and he's coming for the bloodline. What did you think of this, Mark? I, I thought it was awesome. I, you know, you always want to see somebody get courted a little bit. You want to see the, the whole process happen. Um, I didn't think that they did a good enough job really saying, no, I, I really want him on my brand. And I would have added a few bells and whistles in there. You know, I'd had somebody come and, uh, like an agent, slick-talking, fast-talking, you know, Randy, what do you need? I mean, I mean, you need Some you need lawyers on the side? Yeah, you know, you want a sandwich? I mean, I, I would have been, of course, I said sandwich because, you know, that, that was kind of what I would maybe want. But, look, money, uh, a trip to the south of France or something, like they, they should have made some extravagant offers. Uh, especially championship um, opportunities. Well, Adam Pierce uh, did do that. He told him, he, he said, you go to Raw, you get the winner of uh, Jay or Seth Rollins. And, and that, that would have been, that would have been um, a, 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 a one that I would have took, which I think that that was, that was uh, um, not, I, I think the pride, and the fact that revenge was stronger than do I want to be a champion again? And Randy realizes he's going to get championship opportunities because he's championship material. But 
revenge, Denise, you know, we, 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 we've talked about this before. There's no hole you can hide in if you make a woman mad. It ain't nowhere on the earth that you can go to escape the wrath of the mean girl. And I think it's pretty much the same for the pride of men, too. And Randy Orton showed last night that his pride and the fact that he wanted revenge was stronger than a championship opportunity. Right. But see, here's the thing. Like, not only is he trying to go get his revenge after the bloodline, but the championship opportunity, I think, will come at some point. Uh, I mean, obviously, we know that because of Roman Reigns and the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. So in a way, it's like you get uh, you knock out two birds with one stone with the revenge and then maybe also getting the opportunity to get the title. So we'll see where this all takes us. Right. But I do want to. You, you, you know, a few a few weeks ago, I, I mentioned this when Dave LaGreca said, who could be the person that beats Roman Reigns? And I, my response was, whoever it is, they have to have the pedigree to say I'm that he's deserving of beating a Roman Reigns. The credentials that I, I can I'm I can beat Roman Reigns. There's only two people in WWE, maybe three now that Punk is there. And that is John Cena and Randy Orton. Oh, I thought you were going to say Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes haven't won enough championships. Randy's what, got 14? John Cena's got 16 championships. Right, right. Okay, so okay, so that was where you're basing so, that off. Say, of. Okay, I get it. When I say the pedigree, I mean championship pedigree. Okay, got you it. Know, Understood. It, elite wrestling pedigree. Man, it's hard to beat Cody. It's hard to beat Punk. But when you start saying the WWE wants whoever's going to break Ric Flair's record is going to be a WWE guy. It's going to be one of those two. And to say, to put Randy Orton had beat Roman Reigns, I, I don't see that being far fetched. I really don't. I get what How you're you saying because, eh. right, right. But when you're right, because when someone like, when someone like Randy Orton's with the accolades that he's accomplished throughout his entire career, it is one of those things where you could argue that it would be Randy Orton. However, I see it more as, because of those accolades, it would be such a bigger deal when Rand when Roman Reigns defeated Randy Orton. Because when we get that moment of hopefully when we get that moment of Cody Rhodes defeating Roman Reigns, it's like, oh my God, he did something that so many others couldn't do. And when they're running down all of the opponents that Roman Reigns face, one of them is going to be Randy Orton. It's like Randy Orton couldn't do this. Sami Zayn couldn't do this. And you know, all these other people that couldn't get the chance, but you know what? Cody Rhodes freaking did it. And so I think that's kind of how I see it, where I'm like, good. But this is also what I wanted to bring up, Mark, and uh, I want to get your thoughts on this, too, because here's the thing. Like, everybody's always talking about how Roman Reigns is never never there. We've talked about how the show is so much better when Roman Reigns is there. But if Randy Orton wasn't there right now, they already did Alley Knight Roman Reigns. 
what other options were there truly there for Roman Reigns to show up and have like a really good feud with? I feel like either they've already done it with some people or like other people weren't ready yet to be in that particular spot. So right. now with Randy Orton there, I feel like this gives us something so freaking good and entertaining with people we actually care about. Uh, I think that this gives us a great reason to actually have Roman Reigns on the show. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on that you know I, i'm denise roman reigns had matches with people that didn't deserve to be in there that weren't ready to be, to be at that level but they stepped up jake paul uh stepped oh, up. logan logan paul Lo, logan paul stepped up um la knight i think deserved to be there but it wasn't like we we said okay, L.A. Knight is going to beat Roman Reigns. None, nobody would have called that. So Roman is for all the people that Roman beat that were um, um, expected to beat. He also beat some people that, you know, the the matches he had with Edge and, um, you know, everybody that over the last three years. Like he, I mean, he has gone through them all. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if there's anybody other than Randy Orton and Cena. I think that Cena, his whole thing is maybe John Cena's is re going to retire. I, I don't, I don't think so anytime soon, but those are the only two people with the kind of heralded uh hallowed ground uh walking careers that i can say okay i can see him beating um roman reigns i, I just you know that's that's a a, a real, real heavy heavy deal denise like the, that's the a good thing whoever, though you gotta run the business when you beat roman reigns Yes, and I think that's it. why I'm more excited. I feel like now that we've got this feud between Randy Orton and the Bloodline, like I feel that this has taken SmackDown from whatever level you considered it at at least a couple levels up more because now I feel like there's just a lot to be excited about on the show. And so Randy Orton Bloodline story is something that I feel like we've been, uh, I think it's something we've been missing and it's filling this void and that's personally like what I'm most interested in. But that's my question now is with Ellie Knight coming out and helping out and assisting Randy Orton. We also know that Ellie Knight's story isn't done yet with the bloodline. He still has mm -hmm. beef with them as well. So how so do you Cena. tie this in? Right, right. So how do you tie in at least right now, because we don't have John Cena yet, but how do you tie in Ellie Knight and Randy Orton into this? Uh, how do they both I guess, handle their business with the bloodline in coinciding times. You know what? Uh, I, I would, I would have Randy Orton be Randy Orton, just like he was last night. Hey, here you go. Thank you. Sign yank. Unpredictable. Solo Sokoa pulling into the arena. He's getting ready to valet his car. Yank right in the parking lot. Roman Reigns, he's on the phone. Paul, where are you? Whoop. 
I get him. I get Paul Heyman walking out of, you know, uh, uh, Nick Alder's office trying to smooth him into doing something for one of the other bloodline members. Yank, I'd get him too. I would have Randy just obliterating them until they got to the point to where they said, hey, something's got to be done. I want Randy Orton, whether it's for the title or not. And then Randy's like, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and and now you have allies. You can't just run solo out there with LA Knight there. You can't run uh Jimmy Uso out there and John Cena's there. So now you have backup, which nobody has had backup to this degree since this whole bloodline thing started. There's not been enough help. And there's a lot of people that hate the bloodline. You can have a lumberjack (laughs) match full of people around the ring that hate the bloodline. Kevin Owens, hate the bloodline. Sami Zayn, hate the bloodline. People that don't even agree with each other. Former members of the bloodline hate the bloodline. There you go. So, I mean, it's like now you have a reason to um, give Randy Orton the spotlight that he deserves, especially going into or going toward WrestleMania. Even if he doesn't win, imagine how great a match that Randy and Roman can have with the buildup. You can even do multiple matches, like not just the one. Yeah. Yeah. It could be it could be serious. It could be, you know, Randy could lose and then after WrestleMania they do it again. Hey, this is not about the title really. This is about me beating you. I'm not gonna sleep well until the your back is on the mat and you're looking up at the lights. And I, I'm I'm a listen. I'm a I'm a I'm a get my popcorn and M and M's ready, and I'm gonna sit right in front of the TV every time you put Roman Reigns and Randy Orton together because I just know it's gonna be spectacular. the uh, The thing that moved me the most was Randy saying that 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 Daddy's home, and you know I'm waiting on the Daddy's home shirt. I'm wait. You know I I think that. Um, Randy popped everybody uh, in his return and the energy that he showed uh, when he was on the mic is visibly um, a little nervous too. And really? I didn't sense that. <clears throat> I, I saw the, like the nervous energy, the, like the excitement of being in the ring again. And that, that translates into passion. You know, people see it and they 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 this they confuse it for passion, but that's the artistry of the the talent in the ring. But for the trained eye, um, I saw that Randy wanted to do well, that he was 
he was a little he had that nervous energy and there was a couple of times he looked in the crowd and he just had to shake his head like okay i'm back i'm and and, and that's it's a beautiful feeling um i feel like that randy is um very deserving of that attention and um he's the he's the just like i said a minute ago he's the only guy that I can see actually beating Roman Reigns, like with his pedigree. Um, everybody says Cody because you and Dave, I know in, in the hard times and he didn't get it at WrestleMania and the whole buildup for him to to beat Roman Reigns. Um, it would take, you know, an, an <sighs> it would take an act of God to put somebody over Roman Reigns other than Cody. But if anybody could and not get ridiculed for it, it's Randy Orton. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered. And then you can cool off with an ice-cold, hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
I don't think you should get ridiculed for that. It's not like you're saying some like crazy answer of like someone that would have like zero chance whatsoever. It's Randy Orton. I mean, we had Joe out here talking about how lean and mean and built and all of this that Randy's looking. But uh, here's one thing that I do want to mention too, is that we're talking about the daddy's home line. Uh, That was also a line that he hit with Rhea Ripley on Raw. And obviously her being mommy and him hitting the daddy's home line. I loved that little interaction with him and Rhea. Like it made Rhea mm-hmm. seem like larger than life because you don't normally get to see, you know, women in these positions. I mean, especially with like Randy Orton coming back and this is his first promo on Raw and who interrupts him? None other than Rhea Ripley. So I loved what they did there too. So uh, two totally different promos, but two really strong ones for sure. I, I love the way that uh, they've been handling Randy since his return. Yeah, they've done a good job. And Randy is um, one of the few people that you don't even need a lot of bells and whistles for. Randy could have came down to his music. I hear voices and they could have shut it off and let him have the microphone right there. Hey, guys, turn the music off. This, You know what? We'll do that another time. And just let him go into his promo because what he has to say is more important than a beauty shot. And when I say a beauty shot, I mean him making an entrance and, you know, doing the pose and getting the reactions from that. What Randy is going to do is, it's not trailblazing because he's already blazed the trails. What Randy is doing is cementing the fact that he is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. The top 10 in pro wrestling is getting really, really tight. It's really, really tight. The Mount Rushmore, that's another discussion altogether. But from 5 through 12 of all time, wow. Man, it's getting crowded. You know, Jericho moved up in in that top 10. Uh, you know, you got people like uh, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker and Bret Hart, Kurt Angle, you know, that are um, in flux because you have the people like Randy Orton who, you know, look at all the titles, John Cena. Look at all the titles. Like they're how can you be the have the records and Roman Reigns, the records for being the best of all time and not be in the top ten? You see what I'm saying? Like so No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It, it's, it's tough out Ra- there. Randy it's hard out there. And Randy is approaching that. So um I, I enjoy the fact that Randy is getting that love and, and that respect that he deserves because he's been that talent for a long time. And I, I said this years ago, that Randy Orton is the best smooth technical wrestler since Bret Hart. That's heavy damn praise. I don't disagree with that. Mark, a lot of people in interviews, they always said, like, who's the easiest person to work with? And so many wrestlers have said Randy Orton. Like, I've heard his name, like, so many times. And I'm talking with, like, so many different wrestlers where they're like, who's the easiest person to wrestle? Randy Orton. Because he just makes everything so, so smooth, right? 
Yeah, I, I'm 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 a living witness. I'm talking about a night off. Like just so easy, so smooth, so uh intense at the same time. It's hard to be intense and have people feeling anxiety in the in the in the arena. I mean, not just in the front row, but all the way to the top. To the back of the arena, you see people like on the edge of their seat leaning and rocking when Randy's in the ring because he evokes that feeling from you. Is man, I've been in there with a with a lot of them, and that was he. He's the easiest. He is by far the easiest. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, the NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. We are going to be getting a brand new U.S. title tournament to determine the new number one contender to Logan Paul's United States Championship. And there was some fun stuff that came out of this because not only did we have Logan Paul announcing the tournament, but we also know uh, some some details in regards to the actual tournament. So it's going to start next week. It's going to feature eight superstars. Those eight superstars are Santos Escobar, Dragon Lee, Karrion Cross, Bobby Lashley, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, Kevin Owens, and one NXT talent that is unknown. We also had a confrontation between Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. So I feel like maybe a lot of people are probably expecting to see Kevin Owens come out on top of this tournament. But uh, Mark, what did you think about the tournament itself? The people that were named, who you think might be that name from NXT? And who do you think is going to actually end up winning this all? So a loaded question for you. You know what? I, I think that's going to be good. Um, it, it's good, definitely going to be highly exciting. Um, you you may everybody's going to speculate who the mystery person is, and there's a lot of good options. You know, to put in a match like that, Wesley. Um, you know, you can. I I mean, for my money, I want to hear. Whoop that trick. Whoop that. I want to hear trick come out. He's over. He's getting more over every week. Uh, he's exciting. And the crowd is behind him. And you need somebody that's not just a major player, but somebody that the crowd, you, you got to love him. There's not enough good in that. In, there's a lot of bad guys, and I think that trick would be a great acquisition to that match. And then we get to hear Booker. Oh, yeah. Here, yeah, there he is. Uh-huh. I, I, I just love it. I look forward to hearing that every week. 
Booker T has had some really funny lines on NXT and just like some lines that aren't even meant to be funny, but like some funny reactions, like overall, uh, it's something that I've come to enjoy, but I'm so glad that you mentioned Trick Williams. I just talked to him this week and we did this little interview and dude, man, he, he was great, Mark. You know how there's some people that are, when you interview them, they don't really give you much. Dude, Trick Williams was the opposite of that. He gave some great stories. His background was so freaking cool, but also just like his overall personality was really great uh, to just kind of sit and chat with. But here's the thing, though. Like, I'm thinking that because I mentioned that I believe Kevin Owens is winning this tournament, I feel like the NXT talent that is going to be taking part in this tournament is somebody that can lose. So I wasn't expect. I'm not expecting to see Trick or Braun or Carmelo Hayes because I think those are people that if they were to be brought in, I would love to see them win. So I'm thinking that we're probably going to be seeing somebody like a Nathan Frazier or an Axiom who are really great wrestlers and very enjoyable to watch in the ring, but I don't necessarily see them actually winning the entire tournament. So I would say that's kind of a, along the lines of my prediction. What about Wesley? Wesley, I was going to say, he kind of he kind of uh, blurs the he line be a little bit. because and high flying in that match. Yes. But here's the reason why I didn't say Wesley, because he is going for the NXT North American Championship. That's I don't true, want true. to see him lose in this tournament before going there. And I'm actually hoping that he defeats Dominic Mysterio and gets back the NXT North American Championship. So that's the only reason why I didn't say Wesley. Hmm. That's a good point. It's hard to argue. But um, yeah, I'm excited for the for the tournament, and I think it's a clever way on their part because we know that Logan Paul is not going to be on the road with them every week, and this kind of stalls, uh, this kind of stalls us, you know, until we see Logan Paul wrestle again because this tournament is going to take a couple of weeks. Logan is going to have to be a part of the main crew going forward. Uh, he can't just be a, a personality anymore. Uh, I, I look at him as making a transition to pro wrestling. And, you know, because he's now holding a title uh, over his junk, he <laughs> needs to act like it. And maybe the fastest rising uh, star uh, in a long time. That's uh, what he calls himself, the, so maybe. he he He's right. I mean... From the first time I saw him, I was like, wow, this dude, got he, he's got it. And now it's starting to become very natural. Like, even in his promo style, like, his promo style is him turned up. And that's a wonderful thing in pro wrestling. That's the way to get over, right? Like, give you yourself times 10. Yeah. Exactly. And he's got it. I know. And he's so, and the thing that, that works for Logan Paul is that he's so easy to boo. He's so easy to dislike. And when he comes out there and he says things, you're like, yeah, I want to boo this guy. And so it works out nicely. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in a caller. We got Al from Niagara Falls is on. Uh, Al, you're on the air. What do you want to talk about today? Good morning, Denise. Good morning, Mark. Uh, in regards to both tournaments, uh, I see Santo Escobar coming to the forefront in the WWE. And then my all-time favorite pick, one of my new favorite wrestlers, is uh, Swerve Scott. I can see Santos being in a major program with uh, Logan Paul, but uh, 
those two individuals going into uh, 2024, for my money, are, are going to be uh, high-end, big talent. Uh, Escobar really reminds me of Eddie Guerrero, if anybody does. You you mean Swerve Strickland, right? No, I like Swerve, too, but uh, Escobar reminds me of, uh, of Eddie Guerrero. But Swerve, for my money, in AEW, he's, he's going to be top shelf in 2024. Both those guys. Yeah. Okay. Are my, are my two, two main picks going into after Christmas. Both, both I think, could be tournament winners. I think so too. Okay, so he's focused. He so he kind of uh, was blended the U.S. tournament and the Continental Classic kind of into both here. But yeah, I think those are two very strong picks. I think I don't expect Santos Escobar to win this tournament, uh, but I do think it's gonna you know sh- highlight him very nicely. He's gonna have that match against Dragon Lee next week, and I'm kind of glad that they're doing this match again because I thought their match at Survivor Series was okay, but I do think that they have the uh, the ability to step it up a notch, and that's one of the matches that was announced: Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar for a first round match next week. And the other one is Bobby Lashley versus Karrion Cross. Now, Mark, you and I have kind of touched briefly on Karrion Cross, but we haven't talked about him. In- in God months because there hasn't been anything to talk about. What do you do with Karrion Cross right now? Or do you have any ideas? Maybe put him in a tag team. I, I don't know. Do you have him win this tournament? Have, do you have him go far in this tournament just to get some, you know, some new momentum on his side? What do you do? He, he's he's a guy that, you know, slipped through the cracks. Like uh, when the opportunity for him to shine was prevalent, they. Um, they didn't do what was necessary for him. And he's not a repackaged guy. Like Karen Cross is Karen Cross. But Karen Cross is, is gonna have to be put in a spot where like we like we had Cody get put through after WrestleMania and the hard times, the rebuild, the comeback, like, you know, how how he climbs, is he going to be looked at as somebody that, do we need to feel sorry for him? Do we need to be angry with him? Is he a traitor? Like, there's nothing. Like, until Karen Cross gets something that makes us feel, then he's just another wrestler. Yeah, that's the point. Really not on my radar. Yeah, and like, so I don't, I don't feel anything. And that's like the unfortunate part because, like you said, you're either going to be giving us some sort of emotion, whether it's like feeling sorry or, or being excited or being a traitor, whatever the situation's got to have some sort of trait. And right now, we don't have the trait for carrying cross. So hopefully, we do figure out what they'll do. But I, I, I kind of see him getting out of this tournament very fast. I see Bobby Lashley, pretty much a. Uh, Taking, yeah, finishing him off there. So I feel bad for Cross because this could be a cool opportunity, but you're up against Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley right now with the Street Profits, it's, you know, it hasn't been too amazing, but it hasn't been anything bad. I think they could definitely like figure something out there, of course. And 
So we'll see what they do here, but I'm excited for the tournament, Mark. I really am. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the matches that they're going to be doing. And I really just love the way that SmackDown is looking right now. We were talking earlier about the Bloodline and Randy Orton being the big thing. We were talking about damage control, and now we have this tournament. It just feels like there's a lot happening on the show, and I like that. Like That makes me look forward to it because every SmackDown the last couple of months, I, f- I felt like I couldn't predict what was really going to be on the show, where I'm like, okay, yeah, I know know who's gonna be on the show but what's the story like what stories are we what's working with right now and who yeah. is who is the show is there is you go lacking. and yes. that the whole thing about feeling uh people say oh man there's no time for feeling and wrestling no there's every feeling is everything like how how am i supposed to love or hate something if i don't believe in it and we we need to get more things to uh, feel a certain kind of way about. And I feel like that um, Karen Cross is one of those that they have they have work to do. Like everybody involved has got to uh, look at his development and go, how can I do this? And you got to sit with him. And sometimes it's a hard conversation to tell somebody, hey, people don't give a shit. Like, how are we going to change that? Hey, everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, the NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. There's not many bad guys like Santos uh, in wrestling today. Like he has leaned into the fact that you know what, I tried to be the good guy. And I was trying to be a good guy because I'm really a bad guy. And there are people like that in pro wrestling. Uh, I'm really a good guy. But really, I tolerate people because I have to. Because people are sometimes, um, most of the time, are inconsiderate and very self-absorbed and what's going on with you is secondary. Uh, When I drink alcohol, which is the reason why I don't drink, that, that my ability to negotiate with your foolishness goes away. Thus, every story of me drinking ends up with me in jail. So I don't drink. I know what my triggers, I know what to do. Just don't do it. Santos is a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Eddie Guerrero, fun loving, but Eddie was a bad dude. I'm gonna tell you how bad Eddie was. Eddie and Kurt Angle were not agreeing. And rather than talk about it, Eddie had enough, and he attacked Kurt Angle. (laughs) 
You know how much confidence in yourself that you have to have to attack an Olympic gold medalist? And, of course, the situation ended up Kurt going behind, throwing Eddie down, putting him in a choke, and saying, Eddie, what is wrong with you? Don't you know I'm an Olympic gold medalist? And he said, I know, (laughs) but I don't care. You're going to respect me as he's on the ground. That's a man. He is. I don't give a shit if you are the best fighter in the world. If I don't agree with you, I will punch you in the mouth. That's who Eddie was. Eddie told me one time, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? And I was kind of like, you know, trying to be funny, which, you know, I tend to do. And Eddie said, I'm going to tell you what I see. I see a man that everybody sees and is afraid of. If I was you, I would be dead or in jail. That's Eddie Guerrero. He is a tough son of a bitch. And if he would have been me, he probably would have been dead or in jail. Because there's a lot of people like me that I know and they're locked up. So when you have a mentality like that, I didn't want to play that role. I didn't want to be that guy. I ended up playing that role because I I thought it was incriminating of who I really was. I didn't want to do that. And it ended up being good for me, but that was me playing that on TV, not in the real world because you know what the police think about it, about people like me? They need to be locked up. Yeah. (laughs) Santos needs to be locked up. That dude is messed up in the head. You hear what he told Rey Mysterio? Yes, it was like the meanest thing ever. I don't know if I've heard anything as bad as that. I hope your leg gets an infection and you die because of it. Holy shit. Can you imagine wishing that on your worst enemy, Mark? Oh, no. Not even my worst enemy would I want that for them. Oh, my God. I hope they have to amputate. That's what he said. Yeah. And you die. That's messed up, man. When he said it, I thought, dang, he really took things to a whole other level. But I love it, though. This is like the, the, I feel like they just put the batteries in on Santos Escobar. Yeah. Like he was already a cool toy, but now we got the batteries in and he's oh, working. He, man, you're playing. He We're going. 100. He is yes. on 100. And I want to see more. And, and, and I use that Eddie Guerrero reference because that's what one of our callers uh, said. Was it Al? I think it was Al. Yeah, I think. Yeah. It, it may have been. I, it may not have been. But uh, nonetheless, if uh, if our fans see Escobar having Eddie Guerrero-like tendencies, wow, that's good for business. Holy hell. Put him in there and let him loose. You know, and, and you know, my, my son Jacob is, uh, he's never seen The Matrix. And I said, we're going to watch The Matrix because I'm trying to prove a point to you. <laughs> 
Jacob believes in himself, but he don't believe blindly. And if you watch The Matrix, there's a scene where the Oracle tells him, you... Neo's going to have to think so blindly, or Morpheus is going to have to think so blindly that he's willing to risk his life to save his life. Jacob is just now starting to believe in himself at that level. Now, I always believed in me. But that was something I feel like was God-given because I see so many people that come from poverty that they feel beat down. They don't feel like, oh, I deserve good things. Jacob is just now, and now that's dangerous. When you start to believe in yourself, holy hell, Santos Escobar believes in himself. WWE, while the iron is hot, let him burn some people. Oh, my God, turn the dude loose. Have him walk up and slap piss out of Roman Reigns. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Anybody. What you looking at, big guy? I, almost. I can see him walking up to almost, pulling a chair up, standing in the chair, and slapping his face. <laughs> People are like, what in the hell is wrong with him? That's the, the level of craziness that you have to get to to get people to go and that dude is gone. Like something is really wrong. And then what do you do now? You care. What is he going to do next week? You know, it's just like, I want to see wrestling get back to that. The wildness, yeah. the craziness. And Santos Escobar, that dude right there, he got it. He's got it. Yes. Get it to and him. this is Let this is go. what I'm excited about, Mark, because you're right. Like you just made so many great points there about like everything, the great heel work that Santos Escobar is doing and everything. But it's funny because like when you were watching him, uh, I'm not even going to talk about like, you know, everything that he did prior to the WWE, just focusing in on what we've seen from him in NXT. When he was on NXT, like he did such great freaking work there. And he was that guy that was going in, he was delivering, he was delivering, but he never got up to like the upper echelon where he was doing like, you know, he never became NXT champion, that sort of thing. And it's like, but he was always presenting himself in a certain way. Like when he would come out with like all of like the really cool gear and just like the vibe of his entrance alone, it screams star and obviously had really great matches. And then he goes to the main roster and, um, I remember like he had some couple good matches on SmackDown, right? But it was like, okay, you're having good matches, but what else, right? Like what else? What what next? What's going to be the thing that makes me say, I want to see Santos Escobar over this guy or over that guy? And this is the feud. Like this is his breakout feud that has carried him over from, hey, I like that guy too. I want to really see that mm -hmm. guy now. And he's become an important part of the show. And it's exciting because we don't get people like Santos Escobar each and every single day on our television screens. And so the fact that he's doing out, he's going out there, he's freaking killing it. I think that once this whole thing is done with Rey Mysterio, they need to keep this going. They need to keep that, that anger alive. He, he leans into his heritage, but at some point, he needs to make his own people hate him. When Ooh. he gets to that point, then he's Eddie Guerrero. 
Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.